0: This episode is sponsored by Lash Vision, your location for visionary lash supplies and training. Lash Vision have redefined the meaning of quality with their out of the box thinking. Become a Lash Visionary today with 20% off using the code MROSE20. Welcome to the MROSE Collective, the ultimate guide to creating your dream life business and relationships using modern personal development tools and manifestation techniques. In this episode, I have very special guest, Rachel Lowndes with me. Rachel is a life coach who, through an interest in positive psychology, trained and launched her business, the POSCology Collective. Rachel specializes in helping people overcome their self-doubts and mindset barriers to lead a more aligned and content life. Today, I chat to her about all things imposter syndrome, what it is, why you feel it, and most importantly, how to manage it. So without further ado, here is Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. It's so lovely to have you.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs>
0: no problem. It's nice to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I was just telling Rachel before we started recording, um, Rachel's in Sydney and, and I'm in Melbourne, obviously. We just had the biggest earthquake, so it's just that's just a great way to start a podcast episode
1: getting all shaken up (laughs) (laughs) well it's quite surprising i didn't even know melbourne had earthquakes so i think the last time i felt
0: yeah i think the last time i felt an earthquake in melbourne was i reckon i was like 12 or in high school but it was probably enough to knock
1: a chair over (laughs) this one was
0: ridiculous
1: (laughs) It's quite uh, terrifying, isn't it? You have no yep. control over what's going on around you. So I know. It's yeah. just
0: another thing that Melbourne needs right now, so that's great. Just <laughs> add it to the list. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's it's awesome to have you and I'm super excited because you are the first guest that I have on the episode. People have been requesting, you know, bringing guests on and I think you are the perfect per- first person to have on, so I'm super excited Amazing. to have you. Um, why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Yeah, sure. So, well, thanks for having me as your first guest. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a confidence, life, and mindset coach and imposter syndrome specialist. And I have a coaching business called the Poscology Collective. So, i actually moved here from england 20 years ago and my background yeah 20 you're back there now i wish you were back there now (laughs) oh no it's actually i love living here but um yeah 20 years is a long time and i can't quite believe it myself actually yeah but um yeah i moved here because i wanted to live by the beach you know england's pretty gray and dull and rainy and i just couldn't take it anymore so now i live in sydney in a beach suburb called clovelly absolutely love it Um, and my background's in advertising actually so I've spent about the last 25 years in advertising and uh, recently about well 18 months ago I actually started my coaching business.
0: Yeah awesome that's great and (laughs) what, what made you start the start the business?
1: Well so back in 2019 December 2019 I quit my job because I was suffering from severe anxiety insomnia and really like the effects of burnout from you know stress basically in a very demanding career like advertising is super demanding and course, yeah. you know just very ego driven and i'd been thinking about leaving for a very long time but i just really didn't know what i wanted to do and i was almost forced out of that of the last role that i was in because it just became too difficult to work there It was just a very toxic place that I actually worked at and so I left and I actually took a little bit of time to recover and then um then I decided okay what what am I going to be doing with myself I was really interested in positive psychology and so I looked up doing graduate certificate in positive psychology and then one of my best friends said to me, well, "Where are you going with this? Like, what are you actually going to be doing with yourself?" It's <laughs> a really good question, you know. Nothing like so, your friends.
0: Nothing like your it, friends humbling you on your ideas. I'm like, <laughs>
1: oh okay, yeah, good, good point. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad she did because then I was like, "Hmm, okay, you know, what am I going to be doing with this? Because I can do a, a, a graduate certificate, but why? You know." Mm. So I looked at all the avenues that positive psychology actually has and I'm really interested in positive psychology I'm a really positive person a great kind of a great motivator if you like a lot of people would always come to me to for advice or you know something to help them boost their confidence and so kind of pulling all that together I landed on life coaching. Yeah so, awesome. Yeah and so then I retrained to become a life coach and then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I opened up my business in June 2020 and um, the rest is history.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And is that where is that where POSCology comes from? Positive psychology?
1: Yes, well done. It is. Yeah. It is a word made up of positive psychology. And uh, some people hate it, like some people I've had quite interesting reactions to it actually oh really yeah there's the people who are like you've spelt psychology wrong no yes obviously (laughs) okay (laughs) so no i haven't Uh, but you know there's all there's all walks of life isn't there yeah yeah and some people love it because they're like oh it's quite clever you know positive psychology put together and so i like it yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I'm on the side of loving it if that means anything. Yeah. So, in yeah, in my business, I com- uh, I specialize in imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. helping women in corporate and media beat imposter syndrome and self-doubt to reach their career personal and self-love goals. So that's I love my that. <laughs> oh, I love that
0: so much. And I think that's why people are just going to love this episode. Me as well, because I suffer a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think people are just going to love your insight into it because you are a professional into it, obviously, <laughs> and that's what you do. So why don't we start by, why don't you take the listeners through what imposter syndrome actually is?
1: Yeah. Okay. So imposter syndrome is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So that's the actual dictionary definition. Mm. And I'd like to elaborate on that a little bit, if I may. So yes, imposter say. syndrome, <laughs> imposter syndrome at its core is crippling self-doubt and incessant thoughts swelling around in our minds. Like I'm not good enough. Everyone is smarter than me. I don't deserve to be here. I need to be perfect. I'm here by luck it was all a mistake those kind of things Mm. and uh, you know it's estimated that 70% of people will experience at least one episode of imposter syndrome in their life I mean I would argue it's potentially more than that to be honest and at any given point 40% of people are feeling it right now so that tells you how pervasive it is in successful people yeah wow yeah Uh, and it's especially felt in industries where performance is a highly important success metric so you've got those markers that you're always trying to reach you know so and it's linked with you know it's linked with high achievers who believe that their high achievement is down to luck or a mistake and that they're going to very soon be discovered right and so it's this fear of discovery and a reluctance to accept that their achievements are down to their own skills and merit that creates the feeling of being an imposter yeah,
0: wow. Okay. Mm. And so so it is obviously common from, mm. from those statistics. Mm. Do, people, do you find that people can identify it quite easily if they are feeling it? Um, I think
1: we all have self-doubts. We all mm. carry a lot of self-doubts around with us. And it just depends on how uh, detrimental those self-doubts are in your life. So quite often, you know, self-doubt holds you back from a lot of in your life so you know it's it's going to stop you from going for that promotion going for that job you know speaking up if you need to speak up at work because you're consistently doubting your abilities and your 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 own talent your own knowledge you know what I mean so if you're always questioning yourself you're not going to do the things that are going to propel you further in your career or take Action towards some of your desires and your dreams and your goals. You know, you're just constantly going to be saying, "Oh, I can't do that. I just won't do it." You know, like, mm. I'm, okay. I'm not good enough. Yeah, it's not going to happen for me. Those types of things. So you're stuck. You're then stuck. In yeah, where you totally.
0: Are. Yeah. And do you find that those those are kind of the most common signs of someone with imposter syndrome?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, a lot of the signs are like perfectionism. So always striving for something to be perfect. You know, and never being satisfied that it's good enough. Um, The other thing with perfectionism is that whilst that might come across as quite a good thing when you first starting out in your career, when you move into a leadership role, it can come across as being micromanaging. And, you know, the people around you then don't feel like they can ever live up to your standards. And so you end up doing all the work yourself because it's never good enough. And then you're overworked, exhausted, and overwhelmed, right? And so wow, yeah, these are, like, these are the the detrimental signs and and impact of imposter syndrome if it's unchecked and left alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing is, like, uh, comparisonitis, right, (laughs) which I love this word and we're all guilty of this aren't we I mean comparing yourself to other people other businesses especially if you're an entrepreneur it's like super hard to go out there and just be really confident in what you're offering when you're starting out because you look around and you're like oh that person's way better at this than I am you know I'm not credible enough I might as well give up that's where imposter syndrome can really hold you back especially if you've got A dream like I have to have a a coaching business you know so that's that's another way that it can really stop you from having what you what you really want and you know there's other signs is being judgmental like perfectionism makes you judgmental right of yourself and of others and so judgment is quite a negative thought process in itself you know, you judge yourself harshly, you judge other people harshly because they're not living up to your standards. It's just self-perpetuating at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Do you find that, do you find that with imposter syndrome, you know, there are all of these signs, but is it hard for people to kind of identify it themselves that it is imposter syndrome if they are feeling these things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we You know, there's this thing called in coaching called limiting beliefs, right? Mm. And limiting beliefs are basically all your beliefs are drilled into your life by the ages of zero to seven, through the ages of zero to seven, by your main caregivers. So everything that you believe about yourself, your capabilities, and the world around you and where you fit in is all given to you during that phase because we are not capable at that age of, of reasoning, right? Our brains aren't developed enough between zero to seven to reject anything that comes our way. And so we mm. if you're told, oh, you're you're not good at writing, will you believe that? And you will believe that for the rest of your life unless somebody helps you to question that. Because at the end of the day, we all write all the time. We write emails, we write notes, we write letters, you know. We, of course you're good at writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason yeah. why you wouldn't be good at writing is if you actually physically cannot write. Yeah, <laughs> right? oh, 100%, yeah. So it's it's things like that, you know. So they're embedded into our brains. And so now you're probably not aware that you have imposter syndrome. What you're doing, though, is you're carrying a lot of self-doubt around with you. And you know that you doubt yourself. You know that you speak negatively to yourself. Um, And it's really just unpacking that, finding out where all that comes from, and then questioning it, really, just turning it around. Like, what evidence do you have that tells you that you're not good at something? Yeah. Particularly if you've already been doing it. <laughs> you know, the success mm. evidence is there. It exists. Yeah, totally.
0: And what what kind of misconceptions are there around imposter syndrome?
1: Right. Well, first of all, I want to be really clear that imposter syndrome isn't something that you have, it is something that you feel. I love that. <laughs> That's so so powerful. Yeah, and it starts with those thoughts, you know, all those thoughts kind of swirling around in your mind about how you're not good enough or capable enough and smart enough. And so it is a, mis- a common misconception also that it's only felt by women. Uh, it is not gender, age, race, or geographically exclusive because it is thoughts. It's not, mm. you know, it's not something you have. And so the original um, terminology of imposter syndrome, or imposter phenomenon, actually came from an original study taken by two clinical psychologists, Clarence and Eames, in 1978. And they described interviews that they conducted with 150 highly successful women who, despite their earned degrees, high achievement, and professional recognition, reported feeling no internal sense of success and considered themselves to be imposters. So that's where it was originally coined from that study. And so then it was attached to women, but it's it's not attached to women. Yeah,
0: right. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you're not broken. You don't need medication to help you fix it. And there are things that you can learn to help you overcome imposter syndrome or self-doubt, you know, at the end of yeah. the day.
0: Oh, that's very comforting, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You don't
1: have to live with it.
0: (laughs) No, that's that's great. I actually just got off the phone to a girlfriend of mine, and she was talking about how hard it is right now. When, you know, especially you know during COVID, you see so many businesses that are thriving and sending out a hundred orders a day and some businesses absolutely do thrive. And no matter what business you are comparing yourself to, you're going to look at it and just be like, well, why aren't I doing that? Obviously my business isn't good enough. But the thing is with our businesses, we have beauty products for beauty technicians who aren't working right now. So it's, it's hard to compare it to people who are buying, you know, something to wear or something to Put in their hair or something they can do at home. So it's, yeah. it's definitely something that's quite common right now. I think is the comparisonitis.
1: Absolutely, and you know I think when you have something taken away from you, like in, in the situation of COVID, like our normal way of living has been taken away from us, and it's very it's very shocking, you know. And there's some people are, are, then can take that and go, well, it's me. It's something to do with me it's not yep. something to do with you it's a situation that is essentially out of your control so it's all about coming back to well what can you control in this situation you know what can you do to and that's where the whole pivot thing came in right i mean it's massively yep. overused but there is there are ways that you can look at your business in a different way like what can i do to reach out to other people you know how can i create something new for myself because it's it's not you there's nothing mm. wrong with you
0: yeah it's not uh, something
1: you're doing wrong yeah exactly there is like I say it's not something you have it's Mm. just thoughts and thoughts can be controlled you can control your thoughts and that's the one thing you as a human being are capable of doing
0: yeah absolutely
1: it's managing your thoughts yeah yeah
0: so what do you think are the biggest causes of of imposter syndrome like how does it come about in people is it seeing others others on social media is it you know past experiences what what do you find that actually causes it
1: well I think the the biggest place that imposter syndrome would show up is when you start something new mm. you know so starting a new job opening a business you know getting a promotion. Uh, even becoming a parent or just it's starting anything new, right? So as a startup entrepreneur, as I mentioned, it showed up for me in comparison comparisonitis and I just was, I went through a stage of not believing that what I had to offer was of any worth and that I wasn't credible enough. And so, of course, I just slightly imploded a little bit where I was like, oh, I can't do this, can't do this, I can't do this, you know, and actually that's not true. None of that <laughs> is true because as individuals we all have unique skills and offering, like there's no one on earth, no one else on earth like you or me. And there are people out there waiting to hear what you have to say and buy what you have to sell. So get out there and be your fabulous self, you know, because you are you are a wonderful you and don't be afraid. Just don't be mm. afraid to get out there because even if, as you say on social media, even if you're afraid to go out on social media and show your face, and I definitely had that at the very start of my business in the end, I was like, well, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, like, people are just scrolling anyway. They don't care. So. Yeah, you won't be a second thought to them, probably. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so the overthinking, which is another sign of imposter syndrome, is where you're overthinking and ruminating about what if, what if, what if. Well, what if it was good? Yeah. What if, what if you, your post reaches someone who is really looking for what you have to offer? and you managed to change their life. What if that happens? Mm. You know, like reframe the whole thought process. That's one of the best ways that you can actually help yourself with yeah, your own self absolutely. Health. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to take a quick break to chat about today's episode sponsor Lash Vision. I am a huge fan of everything Kim does in Lash Vision. She is a big advocate for sustainable lashing and business advice and really giving education to run quality businesses. Along with that, she has incredible quality lash supplies, and she's just an awesome human too. Lash Vision's sponsorship actually worked really well with this episode because she recently started her own podcast and released an incredible episode herself on imposter syndrome. So if you loved this episode and you love this topic, definitely go and check out Kim's episode too. Let's get back to the episode. It's so it's so like yeah, it's just you you can manage the thoughts of of doubt and what if something goes wrong and what if something bad happens so easily, but it's so much harder to change
1: the what-ifs to magnificent things happening. Exactly. And so what it, well, anxiety is worrying about what's going to happen in the future, of which you have very little control. The only thing that you can control is what you're doing right here, right now. And so don't worry about what if it goes wrong, what if it goes right? Try and focus on the positive aspect of, of what could happen if that's, what, if that's where your brain is going. Because at the end of the day, everything that we think about, our thoughts, our energy, and energy creates our reality. And so if your thoughts, the quality of your thoughts is really important to how successful you are in your life. Yeah. So it's really yeah. important to put positive thoughts through your mind.
0: So how does it manifest in in your life? What are the different types of imposter syndrome?
1: Right, yes. Yeah, so there are five types of imposter syndrome or archetypes, sorry. And um, so I'll just go through very, very quickly. So there's the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So perfectionists set ridiculously high standards for themselves, and then they feel like failures when they don't reach them. So I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with the term perfectionism. And uh, I think some people can actually wear that as a badge of honor, but it's really not a badge of honor you know so it's something that can really hold you back because yeah it can cause procrastination you know if you're always striving for something that you may never achieve and then we've got the superhuman right so this is this is someone who always feels like they're playing catch up with their colleagues so they resort to overworking like doing 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 it's never enough it's never enough I must do more I must do more so consistently overworking getting yourself overwhelmed getting into a state where you're taking on all of the things all of the time because you don't feel like anything that you do is is successful and you're not good enough essentially yeah Then we've got the natural genius. So very similar to perfectionists uh, with impossibly high standards, but they also expect to get everything right on the first Mm -hmm. try. Now I'm guilty of this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, starting something new, for example, like when I was writing my first few blogs or something, if I didn't get it right the first try, if I didn't feel that it was right, I would be very much in that mindset, well, I'm not good enough at this. Therefore, I can't write blogs. You know, it's, it's like giving up straight away because you haven't mastered something very quickly. And it may be that, you know, perhaps at school, for example, you might have mastered things really quickly and you excelled at certain things, but now in real life, you know, it's not quite the same. At the end of the day, we all learn new skills. I don't think any one person in the world picks up a new skill and masters it straight away. So it's all about understanding that, you know, the learning process it takes a little bit of time and just let, giving yourself a break like stop yeah. being so hard on yourself you know yeah <laughs> uh, and then we have the soloist so this is someone who feels like an imposter if they need to ask for help so asking for help being a sign of weakness that you might get found out or exposed that you don't really know what you're doing like My
0: God, that's that's true. me <laughs> That, this one's me
1: <laughs> right it's so interesting isn't it because I feel like you can identify with the lots of them but there's always one very dominant one yeah totally Yeah. Uh, and then finally we've got the expert so this is someone who feels like they've somehow tricked their employer or in some case maybe clients in uh, so employing to get giving them a job they've got no right to because they never feel truly qualified enough so where you feel like you know, you've got, some, you've got somewhere, but you shouldn't be there because you, you don't have enough credibility or you don't have enough uh, knowledge. Quite often these people are people who go and get a lot of certificates or, or degrees or constantly learning something because they just feel like, I just don't know enough. I'm not good enough. That you one know, might so. be me too. <laughs> well, like I say, I feel like there's an element of, I mean, the only one I don't identify with is the soloist. I have no problem asking for help. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. But with the rest, yeah, there's definitely an element of me in all of those, but I would say that my most dominant one would be the natural genius. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how,
0: I mean, obviously they are quite common. I feel like there's a theme to them whereas there's this huge theme of you know it's like you said before it's starting something new it's moving out of your comfort zone and it's yeah, you know absolutely. it's what's going to stop you from from coming out of your comfort zone because it's it's something that it's unknown territory and
1: you've got mm-hmm. all of these
0: voices telling you you're this and you're not good enough and and absolutely. it's yeah going to stop you so oh my god it's all just it's all just clicking
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's an element of fear when you start something new isn't there like oh, totally. a bit scary uh, like for me, for public speaking, for example, is, it's super scary. But at the end of the day, if you don't face your fears, you will never conquer them. And they're never as bad as you think mm. they are, right? So you can turn fear into excitement because it's actually the same part of the brain. Like they live in the same part of the brain. So fear and excitement are same, really the same emotion. It's just that our voices, our conscious mind is telling us oh, don't do that. That's way too scary. That's risky.
0: Wow, that's so interesting.
1: You're going to be judged. People are going to laugh at you. All these negative thoughts start coming in, whereas actually you could turn that into excitement where I'm so excited about doing this. Yes, it's a bit scary, but that's good. Like, you know, turning all of it around because, you know, fear is just, it's there to protect you. It's our conscious mind's way of protecting us. And the only two fears that we're born with is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises everything else is in our minds
0: wow oh my goodness that's just blown me away
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know i love that fact
0: (laughs) yeah that's incredible you can like yeah it just shows
1: how much power you actually have over over your thoughts exactly and when you master that your mindset and your thoughts you know Yes, imposter syndrome does hang around all the time. We start new things all the time, right? So it's we always have doubts when we start new things. We always question whether we can do it. But it's about grabbing those thoughts and turning them, you know, stopping them basically in their tracks and going, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to go and do it anyway because I know I can. I've had success before. I am capable. And just reaffirming to yourself all the time that you you can do these things because you yeah. can once you do them how many times have you started something new thinking oh my god i can't do this and then you you're doing it like yeah every you know. time
0: i start something new
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean <laughs> a great example for me is like i started playing tennis a few years ago and i was terrified absolutely terrified of going down to the tennis courts that people would judge me that uh they would be like get off the court, you're rubbish you know like to the point where I was crying going onto the courts. Oh, my God. But in the end, I just decided that the best thing for me to do in that particular circumstance was to tell people how I was feeling. I was Mm. like, I'm just super nervous. I'm really anxious. I'm worried that you're going to tell me to leave because I'm not very good. (laughs) And that is so ridiculous because (laughs) you're like people are really kind and essentially right and they're like no we love having you this is fun you're doing really well you know and so at the end of the day like everything that you're telling yourself into that imploding fifth place Mm. none of that is true none of that is true so you know take a chance on yourself do the things that you're not that you're afraid to do because i promise you they're never as bad as you think they are
0: yeah, absolutely, and I know you mentioned before imposter syndrome can go away. It, you can kind of work through it. Um, what are your kind of biggest tips to to manage it when it when it comes up?
1: So my biggest tips would be uh, identifying and sharing your feelings. So like like the example I just gave with tennis. Yeah, like I basically said. You know, I can't do things, and I identified that I couldn't do it. And I shared my feelings with other people, and, and but uh, in the end of the day, it then helped me to move past those feelings. So, you know, with it being so common, you're definitely not alone. There, the person next to you is feeling if you look around in an office and think everybody's better than me, they are all thinking the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we all have those moments where we just question ourselves, and so. Sharing that with someone else, just say, look, oh, I just feel like I just don't really know what I'm doing right now. Someone else will go, oh, I felt like that too. And then you've just shared that feeling. It just unburdens you a bit a little bit. So definitely share your feelings. Mm. The other thing I would say is, um, and we talked about it, we touched on it before, about rewriting the script. So your inner chat is what fuels your imposter syndrome. So change the language from I don't know what I'm doing to I may not know everything I need to know right now but I'm smart enough to find out. And, you know, think about like how you would talk to a friend. Like, would you talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself? Unlikely. Mm. So start treating yourself better. Start talking to yourself better and catch those feelings and turn them around. And also uh, the last thing I'll say is take time to reflect on your successes and achievements. So write them down, like how proud you are of yourself for smashing all your goals, even just the little things like, for example, if you, in my case, like giving a presentation, you know, you could come out of a presentation, oh, that was awful. I fluffed up here. I said the wrong thing there. Whereas somebody else might go, oh, that was so good. You were so good. Write that down and keep it in a log. Yeah. (laughs) Remind yourself (laughs) that it was good, you know, instead of going, oh, no, but I did this, this and this. Don't say that. Just take the compliment, write it down and own it and make it yours because you are succeeding every time you do something new and you're just going to get better and better and better at it.
0: Yeah. I think that's something I struggle with a lot is actually kind of stopping in the moment and celebrating myself, you know. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of that looking, not looking back and realising what has actually been achieved, you know. It's yeah. always kind of looking forward at what is yet to achieve.
1: Yeah, and as high achievers, we're always striving for something new, right? Because there's always something to do. And, yes. you know, and that's where imposter syndrome kind of really kicks in, where we're consistently, I'm not, I haven't reached the point, I haven't reached the point, I haven't reached the point. We have, you've done all these things on the way. So just take a moment, look back, write down what it is you have done, and then just say, oh, wow, wow, I've done a really good job. You know, and just give yourself some praise. Yeah. For yeah, change. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> God, that's me stepping out of my comfort zone for sure. <laughs> Give it so, a go. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so tell us about what you do to help people in, in POSCology Collective.
1: Yeah, so I have a 12-week one-to-one coaching program called Reset Your Mindset in which I've developed a three-step approach to helping people overcome their imposter syndrome. So step one of what I do with my clients is to find and tap into their core values. And so when you know what your core values are, you're then able to make decisions that are aligned with what you really want. So, And this takes all the doubt away about what you're doing. So there's no doubting yourself when you know what your values are and you start living by them. And this is an absolute fundamental step that I take with my clients and then use as a guide through our coaching program. And then step two of what I cover is we get into discovering what your sabotaging behaviors are, where your negative thinking patterns come from, and developing some techniques to help you overcome them through self awareness and reflection. And then building on those new habits and creating them into daily habits and, and new behaviors. And then step three is that we look at your desired goals and visualize your ideal future without the layer of self doubt, you know, and take an aligned action towards those goals so that you can start living the way you wanna live, which is free of anxiety, free of doubt. And uh happier really content Mm. a bit more fulfilled about what you're doing. So yeah, that's what I do. And uh you know if the audience want to connect with me, then you can find me on my website, which is www Do we say that anymore? I don't know if we do. I don't know. I feel like (laughs) I've added (laughs) in. Just in case. (laughs) (laughs) The poscology Collective that's POS c-h-o-l-o-g-y collective.com or i'm on linkedin as well and my instagram is at pos p-o-s underscore cology c-h-o-l-o-g-y
0: amazing i will put all of those links in the show notes everyone so you don't have awesome. to write it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to try and try and write it down while she's talking it's all good
1: <laughs> yeah no, and if anyone I'm sure... does want to chat with me then i offer free 15 minute virtual cuppers where we'll just talk about where you're at, what you want to change and how I can help you do that. So completely free. If you're interested in joining the program, book in for a time. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting to some of your audience actually. Yeah, that will be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure so many people will, will come to you. It's
0: just you obviously from this conversation I can tell you just have a wealth of knowledge. I mean my mind has been blown multiple times <laughs> during mm-hmm. what you've said. So It's so awesome. It's so awesome what you do and, um, yeah, really, really good work
1: that you're doing. Thank you, Em. I appreciate you having me on here. My pleasure.
0: (laughs) It was lovely chatting to you.
1: You too. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode, I would absolutely love if you could share it with a friend who you think would love it too, as well as leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you are following on Apple podcast and Spotify and come and join the beautiful community in the closed Facebook group, the M Rose Collective, as well as on Instagram, mrose.collective. I will talk to you next week.